Is it hard for you to talk about your sexual wants, needs, and desires? Well, you're not alone. It's hard for everybody. And that's no pun intended. Are you hard right now and can't talk about it? Well, if so, this podcast is for you. Uh, hi, I'm Toby. I'm from the band Emory. I've also led a bunch of men's groups with the True Man Experience. And uh, I'm working on this podcast with Dr. Stormy, who is an amazing sex coach who has helped so many people. And that's what we're here to do. We were here to open up the conversation. You need to be able to talk about your sexual desires, your wants, and yes, even your needs and where you can take your sex life with your partner. So sit back, relax. We're taking listener questions. We're going to have a great episode. Join us because this is the sex education you always wish you would have gotten. All right, folks, we're back for another episode. And this one, I just, I don't need any of these tips. It's tips for men, how to give amazing oral sex. I've just, I'm, I'm at the pinnacle. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm, I can't wait. I cannot wait to learn some of these amazing oral sex tips because I need them. We all need them. You can't get enough of them. Uh, it, I mean, it, it's cliche to say men don't know where the clitoris is and all stuff, but a lot of times it just, you know, you weren't really told what, like one of the no. reasons you and I have done this podcast together is because sex mm-hmm. education is so poor mm-hmm. it's, it's not so good it poor. doesn't explain it. it and it makes things uncomfortable and scientific rather than uh mm-hmm. educational you know like say like well this is the clitoris and this is you know and you, instead of hey it's okay if you can't find it take it take a moment see what you can you know and so i'm i'm excited totally. some, uh, amazing oral sex tips for me Oh, well, awesome. I love that openness. So it's so great, right? So this is the idea of bringing in education, bringing curiosity, bringing in playfulness. That's our desire with the Sex 101 podcast, right? Um, I will also say that like, to your point, like just, I mean, a lot of men don't know where the clitoris is because how would they when it, we're not taught that, right? right. And it's not like porn is showing us educationally. Here's what the female anatomy looks You're like. Right. And here's where the clitoris is, right? I will also say just to normalize it, I work with men, women, and couples, um, and a lot of women don't know exactly Mm -hmm. where their clitoris is, right? So this is like, this is, there's no shame, there's no blaming. It's like, let's be armed with education. Let's all become better lovers, right? Yep, you're right. So, you know, it's, it's, and I was laughing when you, were, when you were introducing it because like they're I've have a few male friends that were like said talk talk about the first time share with me the first time that they had oral sex uh gave oral sex to a woman and they're like uh we, I had no idea what I was doing I was just doing the alphabet with my tongue and I'm like okay well let's not do that <laughs> right it's like, <laughs> that's like a thing that's a wives tale by the way the alphabet with your tongue at least you're moving your tongue in different directions oh, that's but all they I ever heard yeah that's the only thing I ever heard the alphabet I'm down there going yeah. hey bees I get lost <laughs> I had to start back over <laughs> Exactly. Well, so, I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess if you're going to go with the letter, go with the lowercase <laughs> I, but I don't know that that's actually. I guess the good thing is you're practicing variety, but hopefully after this episode, you will know a lot more strategies besides the alphabet with your tongue. Um, so, you know, but just to normalize it again, like, well, so I was looking up some, some research because I love it. So like the technical term, right? Cunnilingus is oral to vaginal. Okay. So cunnilingus, right. But uh, according to research is only 52% of men give oral sex. Um, 52%? So, really? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, mo- most that. men, the vast majority have, but regularly only about 52% of men do. Wow. So, um, but I want to encourage you because a 2019 study that I found shows that couples who give and receive oral sex maintain happier, more sexually active relationships in the long term. Okay. So we want you to be happier and more sexually active in your, in your partnership. So 
let's bring oral sex in. Okay. Um, it's also an interesting thing that a lot of times the, the what women will report, well, I don't really like oral sex because my partner doesn't really know what he's doing. Right. So the whole point of this episode is to, to arm you men with some education, some, some tools so that you feel like you can be a better lover when offering cunnilingus to your partner. Yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of men are, well, it didn't work a few times, so we just don't go back or something. And, yeah. and that's just, that isn't helpful. I mean, on the opposite side, men love blowjobs. It can be really great for women too, to receive oral sex. So uh, yeah, this is yeah, good. totally. And I think it's, it's great for clitoral stimulation, right? We t- we've talked in many episodes about how most women statistically, the vast majority, like almost 80%, don't orgasm from penetration alone. So this is a great tool in your arsenal to help bring more pleasure to your female body partner um, to help her achieve her orgasms and have better orgasms, right? Mm. I mean, it's also interesting, oral sex like can be part of foreplay. It can be the whole deal. It can be, it can be to finish, right? There's lots of different ways to use oral sex in your sexual repertoire. So, you know, just be thoughtful about that as well. All right, let's get to it. I'm ready to learn something. Okay. So tip number one, of course, has nothing to do with technique, has everything to do with attitude. Because <laughs> in our last episode, which was on sensual massage, we talked a lot about the attitude, the energies that you bring to it. But I mean, just like men report with receiving a blowjob, the attitude of the giver. So in this episode for men giving to your woman, um, to your vulva body partner, uh, that your attitude, right? So bringing her adoration, bringing her appreciation, literally telling her, most women have literally never looked at their own vulvas and vaginas. And yet here you, you are as her, your par- her partner doing that. So like how beautiful she is, how beautiful her vulva is, how excited you are to be down there. Right. Um, you know, I mean, my whole thing is like literally like camp out down there, like just be hanging out down there. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so the attitude of which you bring, but if you're literally doing it like, Oh, yikes, this is long enough, or I'm not really liking this. I have no idea where the clitoris is. Right. She is going to feel that that is going to be interpreted by her body consciously or unconsciously. So you loving it, just like men report, a woman loving a blowjob is like the number one thing that men report is like the turn on, right? Mm, yeah. Technique is secondary to your attitude of adoration, appreciation, and, and, and you actually loving how, and I want you to think of it as like how sacred, how intimate many people report it's more intimate than penetrative sex than intercourse. So, and I agree, um, you know, it's so intimate, so sacred, so sensual. So having that appreciation about it is the number one most important tip by far. Yeah, you're exactly right. I, I think too, oftentimes men just assume because our uh, penises are just hanging off of us. So we've mm-hmm. been playing with them since the time we were one year old or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's always there. And a lot of times you're mm-hmm. right. Like uh, women don't see their vaginas as much just because of just nature and how, and how they mm-hmm. were built. Um, and so I think you're right. Like really making sure they go, Oh, this, is, it, this looks so great. Or I'm enjoying this so mm-hmm. much, or I love the way you look or the way you taste, yeah. the way you smell, all of these totally. things that just put your partner at ease. So they're not thinking, Oh no, he's seeing this, you know, cause mm-hmm. honestly, I've, I've had a lot of partners that really thought their vaginas look ugly. And I was like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? I was, I was like really surprised. I was like, no, it's, it's, it's beautiful. This thing is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And it is right. Like it is an incredible, it, 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 it's just, it is like the gateway to so much, right. To bliss, to orgasm, right. It's, it's, it makes babies right. well high, higher up at the uterus, right. Like right. all of the, the whole reproductive system, but it's really magical and really having that 
Um, how, and I, I work with my female clients and really owning that yourself, like claiming what we call in the Tantra world, your yoni as like your palace, right? As your yeah. temple. But when, when in this, for men, the, like the, the invitation to you is to really be in adoration of yeah. your woman's vulva, of her vagina, like of her, just her whole, of her genitals, right? So that, you know, that piece is, is huge. And that kind of brings me to the second tip, which is, let's say you do know where the clitoris is, right? Uh, do not go right for it. <laughs> okay, so getting her aroused first, uh, I get feedback. It's also out there in the research, but I've gotten feedback from so many of the couples I've worked with that going right for the clitoris, it actually can be um, almost painful or very, very unsettling, right? It takes you into like, whoa, like, the, and not in a good way, right? So the clitoris has 8,000 nerve endings just in the head of the clitoris, which is the glands of the clitoris, the part you can see, which is what, it, by the way, is not the whole clitoris. We have a whole episode. We talked about the magic clit. So please go listen to that episode, but it's much bigger than that. But that's a lot. And that's more than the, in, than the whole penis. And so it's, it's a really intense density of sensation. And if we, if you go right for the clitoris, you know, sucking on it or licking it or touching it with your finger, it's, it can be for many women too much, too soon, too fast. So getting her aroused first, right? We, you can go back and look, listen to last week's episode on sensual massage, but you know, it, you, she's got breasts, you guys can kiss, like you've got, you can dry hump, like rub against each other. I'm a huge fan of of that part of, yeah. of the foreplay, but getting her aroused first is the second tip. Yeah, I love that. You're right. It it's just once again we were even talking about this on the last episode, guys. You oftentimes you can just get turned on. You can be hard, and you think, oh wait, I'm ready. She must be ready, and that's just not the case. Just because you're turned on, go slow, uh, slower than you think, so that you can really hit all the erogenous zones and that way it's mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna work out so much better because you're right if you totally. go straight forward it's just it's just it's too much too soon yeah you know i mean and, and it can be really like i said almost startling right mm-hmm. and that's like our startle response takes us out of pleasure right so we right. don't want to startle we don't want to startle right so if you know that the clitoris has that many the head of the clitoris the glands of the clitoris has that many nerve endings in it again that's 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 knowledge that's power right going right for that Imagine going right, it's more dense than the penis. Imagine going right for that. Like, you know, and you might be like, as a guy might be like, that'd be sweet, right? But women, female brains typically have a different sort of um, desire response, right? How, how we build our arousal is a little bit different for many female brains. So that that arousal turn on piece, right? Um, it also lets you get turned on, right? As the giver of the oral sex to get turned on before yeah. actual cunnilingus. So that's the second piece. And then the third piece is, uh, position, right? So I get asked this uh, often by my clients, but there's lots of positions, right? So it can have you, the, your, the woman can be on her back. Um, her hips can be up on a pillow. Uh, she can be hips off the bed, like scooched all the way to the end of the bed. So you can be kneeling um, and get yourself comfortable, put a pillow under your knees. Like this is not an austerity practice where you have to be in pain <laughs> and contorted in some, you know, right. position because that won't be comfortable for either of you. Um, you know, her legs can be over your shoulders. Uh, a lot of women prefer receiving oral sex while standing, right? There's the classic space sitting position, right? So man on the bottom, woman on top play around with it find out what you like find out what she likes again communicate but the position is something to consider as well yep you're right and and i like that idea too of uh the if you're getting the oral sex definitely be in communication about that oh I, my position's not right or i'm not you know take time because you want it to be good both both people are wanting you know the same thing the same outcome oh we want to ultimate pleasure as we can as most, much pleasure as we can get so make sure you're communicating there 
absolutely and adjust your like position if you're not comfortable like right. with, again like I, I don't know like austerity practices and the meditation world are like meant to be uncomfortable by design right that's not what we're going for here both of you yeah. need to be comfortable to relax into pleasure to be able to feel like you can spend time down there right like pleasuring your woman right get yourself comfortable get her comfortable like have that be part of it okay um and then the fourth tip we just we started talking about a little bit but not going right for the clitoris right so um a lot of women report they like a pointed tongue, which we're going to talk about in a second, but the flat tongue gives you more surface area. So start with a flat tongue, right? Like flat tongue versus point tongue. Um, and uh, Kenneth Play, who's a sex expert that I like, he has a great learning videos out there. He talks about like moving your head. He's a man who talks about moving your head rather than your tongue to give you more surface area. Again, so that you're not going right for the clitoris. You're, you're, you're looking at the whole vulva, not just the clitoris. So that's the, the fourth tip. Yep. I, I actually learned that a while back. I never thought about it because you're right. There was a, really the misinformation was uh, the the clit is this small thing and you're just supposed to do letters over it or circles or lines, you know, and, but just, just re really small. And you have this tongue that is, you don't have to do just the point. You can do your whole flat tongue, like you mm -hmm. said, and that hits more than just the clitoris and it feels really good. And so take your time doing that. And then uh, the only other thing I'll say too, is a lot of times I think people, like there is something to be said for like that hunger you have for your partner. Like the same way as, mm -hmm. you know, you hadn't eaten all day and then there's that hamburger there and you just tear into <laughs> it. You're like, man, this tastes so good. Like when you hunger for your partner, you're not necessarily thinking, oh, I got, you know, like when you eat the hamburger, I got mayonnaise on my face. What are you like? You're just enjoying <laughs> that thing. Like you're enjoying that hamburger so much. Like enjoy your partner. Don't worry about the yeah, way you look or what this is. Like right. you are giving pleasure because you are hungering for your partner and that's going to turn them on. It just is like totally. it really is desiring. Totally. I love it. I love how much you say adore your partner. We do not mm -hmm. do that enough. I love mm -hmm. that, that, that word because adoring your partner means, man, I'm just, I'm here for you. I, you are means so much to me and I want to spend this time mm -hmm. with you. I want to be present in all kinds of ways. Mm -hmm. And I, I just love that you say that so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And it's great. But like, I love what you just shared about being like ravenous for your partner, right? Like this is super intimate. This is hot as shit. Like this is yeah. so hot. Oral sex is so hot. Right. So, um, which kind of brings me to the next point, which is asking for feedback, right? We're, we're huge on this podcast about communication. I know we yeah. say it in literally every episode multiple ways because that's how important it is. I actually think we yeah. literally say it in every episode in some way, right? So listening, so asking for feedback. Also listening to her yeah. cues, her nonverbal gestures, how's her breath, how she moving her hips, right? But these are some like, specific things like, do you want me to go harder or softer? Do you like it when I do this with my tongue, right? Is it okay to put my fingers inside of you? Like this is all consent. This is all asking for feedback. This is all super hot. Okay. Do you want me to keep going? Do you want me to change? Like, right. This is, this is a lovely part of this, right? And an important part of it. Okay. So that feedback piece, and it really gets like, I say this all, all the time. Also, we, we expect our partner to read our mind in life and in sex and neither work. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> right. We did like, they, we cannot read our partner's mind and definitely not in sex. Right. right. Um, so asking for that feedback, right. And then also the nonverbal cues. So that's the next tip. Um, and then this kind of brings the seventh tip is what you just said, Toby, about like, stay in devotion, stay ravenous for your yeah. partner, stay enthusiastic. You're attitude is everything just like in all areas of life same in cunnilingus <laughs> yeah 
Right. Your attitude is everything. So <laughs> there's another T-shirt, just like in yeah. Lake is your attitude is everything. <sighs> I love it. You're right, though. I mean, that's the thing. Being present and wanting and desiring your partner is such a turn on for them. I mean, it just mm-hmm. is. Like you said, I mean, it, it, it really feels so good to be like sexually desired and totally. found attractive and wanted. I mean, all of those things are super important. So. Yeah, totally. Right. And then the next tip is, is math. You have one tongue and 10 fingers, right? So use the 10 fingers. We do not just give fabulous oral sex, men or women with just our tongues or our mouth. Okay. So you have right. mouth, tongue, 10 fingers. You also have toys. So be excited and open, explore all of those things, right? You can absolutely use your fingers and toys if you choose in oral sex. Okay. Yep. Um, and then the next one is stay as long as it takes. And I don't mean that you, your woman has to orgasm. Okay. Some women don't want to, or are able to t- be in touch with their orgasm through oral sex. It might, they might just use it as foreplay. It might be the whole experience without an orgasm, without orgasm. But one of the main reasons that women report that they don't orgasm from oral sex is that they're worried it's taking too long. So stay as long as it takes get feedback from your partner. And she might say like, you know, I, I, I want to move on to sex or I, that's, that's all I've got for it tonight, whatever it is. Like that's the communication piece, but staying as long as it takes is that attitude piece again. Yeah. 100%. Don't, don't rush through anything. There's no reason to rush through anything. You're, you're going for pleasure for both of you. Yeah. So that's really it. Like that's really, those are really the tips like that. Save, savor this, look at this as sacred, look at this as super beautiful practice. And our encouragement is to really consider, you know, we want to, I want to change that 52%. I I want all couples as long as it's not a a boundary for them to not, to be able to feel comfortable and confident to explore oral sex. Yeah. And I I think too, it, 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 you know, we can't really, you know, Stormy and I don't know you or your partners out there. So test like rhythm or, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe they like just upward motions or left to right, mo- you know, like try mm-hmm. all these different speeds, you know, go, go slow, go faster, see what your partner really enjoys. Cause everybody's different. And so somebody might mm-hmm. like long, slow strokes and that really gets exactly. them. Somebody might like, Oh wait, I want you to try this or try this. Um, you know, everybody's different. So see what mm-hmm. your partner likes for sure. Yeah. That's so, so well said, right. It's an exploration and bringing that curiosity, um, and just sort of as a, as our offer for our listeners or viewers this week is that if you have curious about this energy we talked about in this episode, in the last episode about adoration, devotion to your partner, um, one of my guides that I created for the personal development series, um, there's 12 topics and uh, one of them is sacred sexuality, sacred sex. So if you're, uh, I'm, I'm, and I'll offer to our listeners and viewers complimentary. So if you want to get that, just email me stormy at lovedeeplab.com, put sacred sex guide in the uh subject and I will send you that guide. The guide has um, guided prompts, has a meditation and a video, as well as like, some other podcast resources about sacred sexuality and how to practice that. Hmm. All right. I love it. All right. Let's get to Stump Stormy. It's time to Stump Stormy. Um, once again, I got a few different ones. This one's a, I think I'll go with the weirdest one. Um, <laughs> I was going to go one more scientific, but I'm gonna go with the weird one. So this, in this experiment, it's kind of a bizarre, bizarre experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, 266 men were recruited, were recruited from across, uh, different socioeconomic, the socioeconomic mm-hmm. spectrum. And they were at, they were shown pictures, they were shown pictures of five women with varying breast sizes and asked to rate their attractiveness. 
So what do you think uh, the poorer men, the middle class, and the wealthy men chose for breast size? Ooh, small, we'll just wow. stick with small, medium, or large, you know, those three sizes. Okay, so I'm going to say... I'm going to say lower and middle SES would have uh, would have identified the large breasts as most attractive and okay. upper SES would have identified small breasts as most attractive. Nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> it said it said uh, the, the poor men actually preferred women with comically large breasts uh-huh. while while the richer guys, the the top earners preferred smaller breasts and then the middle middle earners just like middle-sized breasts it, it was interesting that, that interest, they were that's they were fascinating at, i know i don't even understand that correlation necessarily like what that is but like i i mean that, that is that's wild it is interesting so because this is this is how psychology plays into sex so much right because yeah. to me and this is total anecdotal assumption not sure. based on any science my guess would be that um just like with men like the like the curve like think about like well, look how culture has changed right now. Like wafy, well, hopefully less so, but like wafy, like super thin men and women is like, is like in and attractive yeah. versus back in the day, more curvy and voluptuous and even um, overweight because that meant, that meant health, that meant virility back then. I, mean, I yeah, wonder if it's right. the same sort of psychologically from an evolutionary perspective. And for for higher SES, it's like the smaller breast means like fit and active. And I mean, who knows? But right. that, that would be my best my best guess. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and I think that's even changed somewhat in my lifetime because, I mean, growing up, I always thought the rich guy got the lady with the big boobs and the, mm-hmm, you know what I mean, and the mm-hmm, tight dress on or something. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. There is something now the mentality has changed, which is so weird that culture changes, even the, what we find attractive, like that whole, it's so wild. like, and you know, and years from now, something, uh, the way we look will be way different and what we're attracted to. You're right. Like back in the day, if you were bigger, it meant you were wealthy and, and had money and you, you know, mm-hmm. you were eating good mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. And well, what I'll say, the last thing I'll say about that is breasts are just amazing. No matter what size or shape they are. Yep. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. I like them all. You know I'll take anything. I'll, there, there's not one that I think looks bad. I, I love them all. <laughs> that, that's just me. Said beautifully. Right. Let's get to let's get to uh, the listener questions this week. Have a question? We've got answers. Here's this week's listener question. All right. We got this one. Uh, this comes uh, this week uh, in our listener question. Do most women hate the taste of cum? I rarely have been with swallowers. And that comes from you said a mouthful. That's interesting. <laughs> it, this this fella hasn't found ladies that want to swallow. So I wonder. I don't know. Let's get to it. Stormy, what do you think? Well, so there really is no answer to this, right? Um, but research would say that 30 to 70% of women swallow, right? So that's a huge range. Yeah. And the research is very broad. I found research that says 70 to 80. I found research, but most of it says 30 to 70% of women, women swallow. Um, there's a huge variety of how women describe cum, semen, in the literature. Um, and, you know, the most common is like women will describe as warm and salty and a little sour, right? That's the most common way women describe the taste of semen. Um, you know, so I think that really that's sort of some of the the, the, the the facts around it. But the the really the question underneath is that I would encourage our listener to to get curious about is, is what does what does he prefer? Um, does he prefer that women 
swallow? Um, what does his partner prefer and why, right? You could literally say right. to your woman, again, communication piece of like, hey, I noticed that you don't swallow. Like, I'm just curious about that. What is that? What, what is that behind for you? Right. Like that brings you again, that closer together piece. So um, that communication piece, but you know, really the, it, it's all over the map. So we report that they absolutely love it. And, we'll, and I, we've also talked to some of the episodes is your semen will take the taste of your own semen. One man's semen changes based on sleep, based on diet, based on vitamins, based on a lot of things. So that's within one man. And as a woman, I can say every man has a different taste, right? So there is, it's really broad. So there really is an answer to it. But I think that, you know, that opportunity for you to communicate with your partner is there as well. Yeah. I think a lot of people too think it's just easier cleanup or whether are they, they going to, you know, mm-hmm. th- th- there's a, there's a, uh, I think there's a few other factors too, like, uh, yeah, cause I don't know. So yeah, just talk about it. Communication, communication, communication for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next listener question. My girlfriend said that in several of her previous relationships, she cheated. She said, she said she would never cheat on me, but is this a bad sign that I should be worried about? And this comes from the fastest animal is a cheetah. <laughs> so First of all, I love her honesty about her past. I think that's amazing. Um, I think that speaks to the two of you and the terrain for communication that you have and are creating your relationship. Um, the curiosity I would bring to this is why she cheated. So asking her, like saying, I'm really going to stay, I'm really staying in non-judgment about this, but I'm just curious, like what happened? So is there a pattern for her and her cheating? Um, right? People report many different reasons for cheating. One, they're not fulfilled. Not one, they want sexual variety. Two, they want to know they're, but they're, another one, they want to know they're still desirable. So what was behind that for her? Um, and then the other thing that comes up for me in this question is that really getting clear on what cheating means to the two of you. Maybe she had different agreements in her other relationships, right? Maybe there was nothing explicitly stated about monogamy, right? So we have episodes I would recommend watching on conscious monogamy, on different relationship paradigms, on infidelity. Those would be kind of go into this much deeper, but get really clear, have a conversation. What does cheating mean? Because so many couples say, well, cheating means whatever my partner says it means. It's like, oh no, that's a red flag right there, right? right? Like, no, no. What does cheating mean to you? What does it mean to her? And what are your agreements in the relationship? That's the key. Yeah, you're 100% right. And uh, I think the conversation to have is, uh, I believe you, I trust that you aren't going to cheat on me, but I would like you to know that if you ever feel this way, Let's have that conversation before you do something like that. Cause I, I would be very mm-hmm. hurt. It would be detrimental to our relationship. Like let's have that conversation. Maybe you're unhappy. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're looking for more. Maybe, you know, I think that's the thing it, in my past relationships. I realized I dropped the ball because I think we didn't communicate the things that we were wanting more or needing more. Maybe we even trusted friends. We go, Oh, you know, this happened in my relationship. What do you think? You know, rather than going to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that is the way to address it. Like yeah. if she, you know, you can tell her, Hey, if you ever are feeling, a certain way mm-hmm. about me. If you're unhappy or wanting more or feeling like this, or someone's flirting with you, let's have that conversation. It'll be hard and it won't be fun, but let's have it because we respect each other. That respect level and, and honoring each other, adoration for each other really will help all things. Yeah. That's so well said, right? Like that's, and that really is that conscious or ethical monogamy, right? Um, versus default monogamy. So definitely check out that episode on that. Um, and then, you know, I guess the other thing is like, have you guys had, you know, have you stated where your agreements are? Are you, are you monogamous right now? You said, she mentioned as a girlfriend. So maybe, you know, what's, what are your agreements in the relationship and being really clear? 
I can't tell you how many times couples will be like, well, we don't know. I don't know what our agreements are, but they're just understood. It's like, no, 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 no. I do not recommend that. It's <laughs> again, assumption, right. right? No, what are your agreements? Right. And like you just said, Toby, maybe one of your agreements is like, wow, if you're feeling attracted to someone else, like our agreement is that we're going to share that with each other as hard as that might be to have that conversation. Because I always say like, we're all human. Temptation is literally always out there. It's just, what do we do with it? That matters. And right. that depends on the, on on each individual person and the agreements in your relationship. Yep, 100%. All right. As always, you can send in your listener questions to stormy at lovedeeplab.com or toby at marriagesupply.com. Uh, Stormy, what you got going on? What else can they find from you over at Love Deep Lab? Yeah, I think you can. Um, so that you can email me, like I mentioned, for the Sacred Sex Guide. That's a fun one um, that I recommend it from our personal development series. And then there's also like links to check out the other 11 topics. Um, and and then the www.lovedeeperlab.com has some other assets for you on there um, as well. And I always offer a complimentary discovery call if you want to learn more about the coaching and just get clear on what it is you desire in your sex, love, and relationships. That's right. And follow us on social media. You can follow us, Dr. Stormy at on Instagram at docstormy number one, uh, the, the number one. Or her TikTok, Touchy Subjects with three S's. And at Marriage Supply, you can follow us on Instagram at the.marriage.supply. And remember, knowledge is power. Sex is power. And the world needs a lot more of both.